Have you noticed that climate change activists are beginning to sound desperate, hyping their rhetoric with attacks on fuel, food, democracy, and life itself? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 129 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues and everyday life. Back in 1995, Pope John Paul II attracted worldwide attention for calling growing support for abortion and euthanasia a culture of death. Modern debates on abortion and euthanasia are a symptom and leading edge of something more profound and insidious, he said, an entire view of the world that will lead us to forsake our ideals of human dignity and equality and revert to a state of barbarism. Now, many balked at Pope John Paul's metaphor. Too harsh, they said. Too negative. Too close-minded. Even worse, too religious. The world, they assured us, will be fine, left to the imminent value frameworks of secular humanism. We don't need a theological perspective to know how to take care of ourselves. We have science. We have experts. We can predict the problems coming and beat them when they arrive. Technology will save us. We have the data trust us. The conservative Pope John Paul II was sounding the alarm that a distinctly satanic worldview was advancing, promoting not life, but death. Now we're told by the President of the United States that climate change is the challenge of our collective lifetimes. Quote, the existential threat to human existence as we know it. But the problem here is unmitigated scaremongering, A new survey shows that 60% of all people in rich countries now believe it's likely, or very likely, that unmitigated climate change will lead to the end of mankind. Some people now say they will not have children because they're convinced that climate change will destroy the world. But Bjorn Lomberg, director of the Copenhagen Consensus Center, points out how counterproductive that would be. He said, we need our kids to make sure the future is better. For saying this, Lomborg has been called the devil. The Danish government even targeted him for his views on climate change. America's climate czar, John Kerry, recently tipped his hand by saying that the real enemy, then, is humanity itself. Kerry is giving us a peek at the anti-family, anti-human culture of death now motivating climate elites. Key Club of Rome member Dennis Meadows hopes that the necessary depopulation of the planet, down to 1 billion and 87.5% from today's population, can, get this, occur in a civil way. Now how, one wonders, do we eliminate 7 billion people in a civil way? Meadows channels the old Malthusian idea, the theory that population growth is potentially exponential while the growth of the food supply or other resources is linear, which eventually reduces living standards to the point of triggering a population decline. Now, never mind that Malthusianism has long been discredited. Climate change activists are now calling for the depopulation of the earth. Where once we talked about climate change hyperbole as climate fear porn and ever-ratcheting up hysteria, now we're hearing it's not just the weather we need fear— It is human beings who must be re-educated, reduced, probably eradicated. Sounds like a culture of death to me. Climate change activists include not only pompous John Kerry, 
and screeching Greta Thunberg, but the likes of Bill Gates, Joe Biden, Canada's Justin Trudeau, King Charles III, the UN General Secretary, Al Gore, and many other mostly Western, globalist, wealthy class elites. These people are not just elite, they are elitist, philosopher kings in their own minds. Meeting annually at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, they articulate an hysterical anti-humanity message. Key member of the World Economic Forum's Board of Trustees and Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, Christia Freeland, openly declares war on the concept of democracy in the name of tackling climate change. She said, our shrinking glaciers, our warming oceans, are asking us wordlessly, but emphatically, if democratic societies can rise to the existential challenge of climate change. Climate change conman extraordinaire John Kerry argues that the farming industry must be destroyed in order to achieve net zero, which is eliminating all human-produced carbon emissions. We can't get to net zero, he said. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center as part of the solution. Croatian Member of Parliament Mislav Kolokusic warned the EU Parliament, the EU is using the man-made global warming hoax as a pretext to seize agricultural land from farmers, with the ultimate goal of creating deliberate food shortages. Remember, starving and desperate people are a lot more likely to comply with tyranny in exchange for enough calories to avoid death than people with easy access to the abundance of food. Meanwhile, climate change is a hoax. The climate crisis is based on computer models that predict hurricane, tornado, flood, drought, sea level rise, and other disasters vastly greater than the world has ever actually experienced. The models also ignore five great ice ages in interglacial periods, the medieval warm period and the little ice age, the Anasazi and the Mayan droughts, and other inconvenient climate truths. Topping it off, China, Russia, and India are burning cheap coal to industrialize, lift their people out of poverty, and leave climate-obsessed Western nations in the economic and military dust. Even if the West went totally net zero, it wouldn't reduce atmospheric greenhouse gases even one part per million. The climate catastrophe Cassandras have been wrong for decades. In the 1960s, Professor Paul Ehrlich author of The Population Bomb, predicted widespread starvation for most of humanity. Didn't happen. In the 1970s, the experts were predicting a new ice age. Didn't happen. Global cooling became global warming. And Al Gore, one of the most famous prophets, relied on computer models to predict that Arctic ice would be melted by 2013. Didn't happen. Rampant hypocrisy gives a glimpse into the dystopic future these megalomaniacs are planning. The seas are supposedly rising, but they own beachfront properties. You shouldn't be driving a car, but they fly everywhere, including into Davos, on private jets. Your modest family home is a problem, but they own multiple mansions that sit empty most of the time. Politicized science coupled with propaganda is a recipe for disaster. Our school kids are being terrorized with misinformation. This, in turn, is leading to all sorts of maladies, including a rise of teen depression, suicide, lower productivity, and drug addiction. The birth rate is plummeting, and no surprise. 
Who wants to bring kids into a world that will be uninhabitable in 50 years? Psychologists are attributing these dysfunctions to a new syndrome called eco-anxiety. The irony of all this is that today's children and teens are inheriting a living standard, a cleaner planet, and a level of goods and services and technology and medical care that is far superior to anything anyone in history, even the richest kings and queens, had access to even 100 years ago. Human-induced climate change is a monumental scam fabricated as a pretext for unelected globalist bodies to wield absolute control over every aspect of our lives under the guise of saving the planet. There is no climate emergency and never has been. So in some, climate change activists believe they, not God, can control the weather and the future. They prefer big government and dictatorship over democracy, and they wish to reduce the human population while controlling fuel and farms and food. This is all about politics, more government control of our lives and the loss of individual freedom. It's not about global warming. It's about global government. It's not about life, but a culture of death. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Stand firm.